morning as uh, called by name takes a seat. Well, we are uh, in a series uh, called uh, Radical Parenting in NX World, and uh, today the title is uh, Man Up. Uh, it's, after all, Father's Day, right? Nobody forgot, right? It's Father's Day. And um, so we're going to uh, try to speak, obviously, to fathers this morning, but uh, even more, who I hope uh, we'll just be speaking kind of to men uh, this morning, and not just dads, but uh, but to men. And when you think of the scriptures, there's a, a lot of guys uh, in, in the Bible, and uh, you think about how God worked in their life and what they were able to accomplish for the kingdom, um, just some powerful stuff. We're going to try to look at one in particular and see some of the principles about what it means to be a radical man uh, for God in, in today's culture, okay? Kind of give you a Father's Day start here and segue into the first point. Anybody get one of those ties yet? You wrap, unwrap one of those? There you go. Well, what's the segue? Well, the big key is the first thing that I'd hope you grab this morning, men, is that if you're going to be a, a radical guy, if you're going to be a radical man, it means you got to stand out. you got to stand out. You know, those guys in the little cartoon there, I mean, you know, Monday after Father's Day, they're all standing out in their ties, right? Well, you know, radical men... Radical men are willing to stand out. I mean, you, you think of some of the men uh, in the scriptures, and you come up with names like, what, Joseph, David, Peter, Paul. I mean, they kind of fit the list, wouldn't they, of, of radical guys in, in the kingdom? I mean, you know, they were radical guys, and, and they were radical. Why? Because, well, they were ready to stand up. They were, they were just totally sold out on Christ, and... and and the power of God in their life, and, and they were just ready to stand out. I mean, you look at uh, Peter on the day of Pentecost, and, uh, you know, it says 3,000 people received Christ on that day. Well, if 3,000 received Christ, you can imagine how many thousands there were when he stood up and he stood out and he just proclaimed the power of Christ in his life. Well, that, that's what radical men do. Uh, radical men just stand out, and, and they stand up, uh, for Christ, but l let me give you an example that is probably less dramatic in one sense, and probably one that most of we men hopefully can identify with. And it's not, you know, some guy that the big names, you know, like you know Peter and Paul and Gideon and some of the big names, right? But a guy named Jairus. You heard of him? A guy named Jairus. Uh, Jairus. The experience of Jairus is recorded. Uh, in uh, Luke, it's recorded in Matthew, and it's recorded in Mark. So it's it's uh, all the, the three of the Gospels there. Pick it up, and we're going to look at the Luke uh, text. It comes out of uh, Luke eight. Luke eight. The story starts out that Jesus returns, and as he returns, there's a crowd. Luke says that welcomes him. So I want you to notice that first of all, is is this just like this little small intimate gathering? No, not at all. It is a crowd. Right? It's a crowd. There's, there's, there's a huge crowd of people. That means there's a lot of people. And, and everybody there in this huge crowd is focused on Jesus. Until. Until a guy named Jairus emerges. It says the huge crowd welcomed him. They were all expecting him. Then a man named Jairus came. What did he do? Well, Jairus was willing to step up and step out, wasn't he? 
uh, he was willing, in the middle of a crowd, Jairus was willing to step out and, and come to Jesus openly in front of absolutely everybody. Not like Nicodemus. Remember Nicodemus? Nicodemus, one of the, the rulers of the Jews, one of the members of the Sanhedrin, you know, powerful man, well-known and powerful, but when it came to his experience of seeking out Jesus, he sought Jesus out at night, all alone, when nobody was around. Not Jairus. Jairus is a radical man. He is a radical man, and he is ready to step out. And so in the midst of a crowd, Jairus emerges. And what's radical about this? Jairus was willing to put everything on the line. You see the next line? It says, he was a synagogue ruler. He was a what? He was a part of the establishment. He was part of the religious system. He was part of those folks out there that stood for God. He, he was part of groups like Pharisees and Sadducees. and oh, You've run into them before. At least Jesus did, right? He ran into those guys. And every time he ran into somebody who was a Pharisee or a Sadducee, what was the goal of the Pharisee and the Sadducee? Trick him. Trap him. Trip him up. Right? Jairus. Jairus steps out in the crowd and he puts it all on the line. You see, he is risking absolutely everything in this moment. He's risking everything. And it says, he steps out and he does what? He falls down at the feet of Jesus. I mean, there's probably people in the crowd that saw Jairus and said, oh, hey, this is going to be fun. Watch this. So let's see if Jairus can trip you up. And instead, what does Jairus do? Jairus takes this radical step in this radical position. And he steps out in the middle of that crowd and he falls on his feet before Jesus. That's a radical man. That is a radical man. He steps out, he falls on the feet of Jesus, and notice it says, he begged Jesus to come to his house. Jairus becomes this radical man who is willing to step out in the middle of the crowd and bring himself into relationship with Christ and not be afraid of letting everybody see him. Even though it could have cost him everything. Can you imagine when he showed up at the synagogue next? Can you imagine the powers that be in the synagogue when he shows up next? Jairus is willing to put everything on the line and not be afraid to say, listen, I need Jesus. I need Jesus. This is what we need, men. This is the call in our life. Because we're not doing that in our world right now. We're not doing that in our churches right now. If we believe uh, statistics out there, statistics tell us that in the average United States congregation of the adults in the congregation, 61% are female and only 39% are male. And on every, any given Sunday, there are 13 million more adult women in church than there are adult men in church. And during all the activities that churches do, statistics tell us that 70 to 80% of the participants in all those activities like Sky Family Week and all that stuff will be women. Where are the men? 
Where are the men? Where's Jairus? You see, that's what radical men do. Radical men are ready to step up, and they're ready to step out, and they're ready to let the world know that they stand for Jesus Christ. Now, you may be men, you're in the room this morning, and say, hey, great, Pastor, you're preaching to the choir, because I'm here. Hey, hey, yeah, that's fantastic, but what about the guy that you work with? What about the guy that's your neighbor? What about the guy that's in your family that you know doesn't know Christ? Do you stand up with them? Do you stand out with them? Are you, are you a radical man with them and put everything on the line? I mean, Jairus put everything on the line. Are you a radical man that says, listen, the most important thing I can do with my life as a man is to stand up and stand out for Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul, he was a pretty radical guy. The Apostle Paul, he said, I'm not ashamed of the good news. It is God's power. See, he understood his core. He understood, understood where his strength came from. He understood what it meant, meant to be a radical, godly man. And he said, listen, this is the power in my life. And that power has to be unleashed. And I'm not going to be ashamed of the gospel. I'm going to be like Jairus. I am ready to just stand up and stand out in the world and let people know that I follow Jesus Christ. That's a radical man. That is the radical call that God makes on us, men. And He makes that call on us not just publicly out there in the world with all those folks that are, that are out there in the world around us and those other men around us, but He makes that call in our homes. He makes that call also in our homes on us. Radical men bring Jesus into their house. It's just a great line in the text. When, when Jairus steps out in that crowd and he falls on his feet, Notice what he begs Jesus to do. Jesus, please, come where? To my house. To my house. Radical guys, that's what we do. Radical men who stand for the Lord. You've got to not just stand up out there, but you've got to stand up in your house. I am absolutely convinced that if you're married uh, or if you have a significant woman in your life, that woman is waiting for you men to take the spiritual lead in your house. She really is. She wants you to do that. Right? If you're one of those women right now, just put your hand on, on, on your guy's uh, leg next to you and squeeze it if you agree with me on that, okay? Yeah? They want that, guys. Why? Because, well, that's the design. That, that, I mean, that, that's the way it's built. That, that's, that's, that's the way God wants it. That's what radical men do. Radical men, they step up and they step out publicly and they step up and they step out in their house. They step up in their house because they know the importance of letting the power of God loose in their home. Jairus begged Jesus to come to his house. Joshua, radical guy for the Lord in the Old Testament, Joshua, what's he end up saying? Hey, listen, as for my family... My family, my house, we're going to serve the Lord. God's going to be in my house. Jesus is going to be present in my house. You see, it's making that radical declaration, guys, that says, hey, that, that's the man God wants me to be. He wants me to be a radical man, not only out there in the world, but he wants to be a radical man in my house that says, I'm going to beg Jesus every day to be in my house and to be in my family. Why do we do this? 
Guys, we do this because there's also a call in our life that we're radical men who put others first. That means we put our kids first and we put our wives first before ourselves. Think, think about Jairus again. Think about Jairus. Here he is. He is a ruler of the synagogue. He is an important guy. And he comes to Jesus publicly in a crowd and he kneels before him and he begs him to come to his house. He risked everything and he was willing to set aside his pride. Why? Because his only daughter was dying and she was only 12 years old. He wanted to put his daughter first. His daughter was far more important than his pride. His daughter was far more important than his job. His daughter was far more important than what anybody in that crowd thought about him when he put his knees down in front of Jesus. Jairus could do it. Why? Because he understood to be a radical man, you've got to put others first. And he had only one thing in his mind, and the only thing on his mind was his daughter. And she was absolutely worth it. I mean, after all, it's Father's Day. Time for us to reflect. Time for us to think. Guys, I want you to uh, think about the importance you play in your house in being a spiritual leader. And to kind of drive that home, uh, I've got a statistic for you. Pretty straightforward. It says, when the father is an active believer in the house, about 75% of the time, the children in the house will grow up and continue to serve the Lord. If the mother is the only one that is the active believer in the house, that's begging Jesus to be in the house, that percentage drops dramatically to 15%. Guys, how important is it that we get radical in our house? So, so here's my challenge today. It's Father's Day, right? A lot of you are going to have celebrations, I hope. You know, you got the grill all warmed up, got the coals all set aside. You're ready to go for a great day, right? You're going to have kids there. You're going to have, you know, relatives there maybe. other Guys, get radical today, okay? I mean, just get radical. And when it comes time to eat, you bring that crowd together and you pray. You bring that crowd together in your house and you say, you're in my house. And in my house, we honor the Lord. Get radical and let everybody in that place, your wife, your kids... You know, the, the other relatives are there, the neighbors are coming over, whoever it is. I, I just want to challenge you to get radical. Get absolutely radical and say, listen, we're just going to have a time of pray, prayer and you just pray, okay? Because why? Your wife and your family are absolutely worth it. Their spiritual well-being is worth it. They're worth it. Jairus thought of his daughter more than anything else in that moment. And he was ready to do anything for the sake of his daughter. Isn't that radical for us? Where we ought to be? Paul says the same thing to us as husbands, right? So if you don't have kids yet, but you're married, he says, husbands, love your wives. Love them just as Christ loved the church. And if you need any clarification about what that means and, and the action it calls for, he says... He gave himself up for her. That's putting her first. That's saying, listen, I'm ready to die for her. I'm ready to put her first all the time. That's what Jairus did. Jairus saw that his family was more important 
than his pride. It was more important than his work. It was more important than his position in the community. It was the only thing on his mind, and it drove him. It drove him to fall down at Jesus' feet and beg him to come into my house. Guys, get him in your house. Beg him today to come into your house and just stand up and stand out. How can you do that? Jairus could do that apparently because he was a guy who was radical and believed Jesus could make all the difference. He believed. What drove him is he, he put others first, but he believed that Jesus was the answer who could make all the difference. Look what happens. This is, while Jesus was still speaking, someone came from the house of Jairus. Jairus was the synagogue ruler, just in case you forgot. They told Jairus, your daughter is dead. Don't bother the teacher anymore. Now imagine Jairus in this moment. Here he is. He's, he's, taken, he's laid it all out there. He's been a radical guy. He's laid everything on the line in front of everybody. He's fallen at Jesus' feet. He said, please, please, please come to my house. He's absolutely believed that Jesus was the only opportunity to make a difference in his life. And then he gets this. Then he gets this. And what do the people tell him? Not only is your daughter dead, but listen, give it up. Get, give, don't bother the teacher anymore. Get, give it up. He can't do anything. Get, give up the idea that Jesus Christ can make any difference. Get, give up the idea that Jesus can unleash his incredible compassion and power in your life. Give it up. Just walk away. What does Jairus have to do? Jairus has to receive that news and be absolutely, utterly convinced that in spite of the details, in spite of the circumstances, in spite of the reality, Jesus makes all the difference. He's got to be a radical man. He's got to be a radical man and just simply believe that Jesus makes all the difference. And Jesus challenges him to be that kind of man. Hearing the news, Jesus says to Jairus, Hey, don't be afraid. Just believe. Just believe I can make a difference. Just believe. And that's so interesting. Look what Jesus says. Just believe she will be healed. You see that? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. The guys just came and said she's dead. They just, they just came and said she's dead. What are we talking healing anymore? Now we need, we need to be raised from the dead. And yet Jesus is challenging Jairus to stay right in the same place where he first came to Jesus and fell at his knees, at his feet, isn't he? Just listen, Jairus, just believe I can make a difference that she can be healed. Don't move. Stay right radical, right where you are. Just, just stay in that place that says, I believe Jesus can make all the difference. Radical men believe that Jesus simply makes all the difference. And we can believe that. Why? Because we get close to Jesus. We get close to Jesus. Jairus, Jesus, the whole entourage, everybody goes to Jairus' house. When they arrived at the house, uh, Jesus didn't let everybody go in with him. He took only Peter, John, James, and the child's father, Jairus, and his mother. Do a little math for me. How many guys went into the room? 
One, two, three. The answer is four. Okay, one, two, three, four. Okay, you got one finger left over. One, two, three, four. Or toes, whatever you used. Okay, one, two, three, four. Four guys go into the house. How many women go into the house? One. Do you hear that, guys? When something incredible was going to happen, when something amazing was going to happen, Jesus wanted to make sure the guys didn't miss it. I don't know if he's commenting on how thick our heads are, or he just wants to make sure we don't miss it. Isn't that amazing? That's radical. What is he doing? Jesus is drawing these guys close to him. He's saying, guys, look, you need to get in on this. You, you, need, to, you need to be with me in this. You, you need to get close to me in this. You see, if you're going to be a radical man, a radical man for the kingdom of heaven, it's because you understand getting close to Jesus makes all the difference. Making all the difference when you understand how incredible Jesus really is. And Jesus didn't want these guys to miss this opportunity. So he invites each one of the guys to come in and experience that moment so that they can be amazed. Radical men get close. They get close to Jesus. Now, that doesn't mean it's going to be easy. There's going to be opposition. Look what happens in the text. It says, During this time, all the people were crying and sobbing loudly over the child. Jesus says, stop crying. She's not dead. She is sleeping. And look what the people did. They laughed at him. Guys, if you get serious about this this morning, I got to tell you, there's going to be people, they're going to be an obstacle to you. I mean, there's going to be people, there's going to be guys around you that are going to say, what, you getting all weird on me? There's going to be guys who are going to look at you and they're going to listen to you and they're going to say, oh man, are you becoming one of those people? There's going to be other men they are going to be around you and they're going to see your life changing and they're going to laugh because they're still captured by the world. you got to understand, this isn't an easy road. I mean, Jairus was not having a good day. This was a tough road for this man. He had to go out in the midst of the whole crowd. He had to sacrifice his position in the community. He had to put his job on the line. He had to step out and believe Jesus could make the difference in spite of what everybody else told him. And he had to put up with all the ridicule in his own house. But he believed. He radically believed. Jesus could make all the difference for his daughter. Radical men make themselves and their marriages and their families available to the amazing. That's what we do. We just believe Jesus makes all the difference and he can do incredible, radical things. And so Jairus and the guys and the mother go into the house and Jesus goes to the little girl and takes her hand and he speaks to her and her spirit returned and she stood up And Jesus said, hey, she's hungry, like most teenagers. Get her something to eat. How cool is that? And look at the last line. And her parents were amazed. 
Jesus is absolutely amazing, guys. He's amazing. If you just make the commitment that Jairus made, to just fall on your knees and beg him to come into your house and come into your heart, take control of your life, take control of your marriage, take control of your family, take control of your job. Jesus is amazing. And he can do incredible things for you and for your family and for your marriage, for your work life. He can do amazing things. Let me give you the proof. I want to share with you in closing here uh, the story of uh, two men. Okay? Two men. And you decide uh, which one you want to follow. The one guy's name is uh, Max Jukes. He lived in New York. He didn't believe in Christ. He didn't raise his children to believe in Christ. He didn't take them to church even if they asked to do it. He had 1,026 descendants. 300 of those spent time in prison with an average prison term of 13 years. 190 of his descendants became public prostitutes, and 680 were admitted alcoholics. And his family members cost the state in excess of $420,000 so far. Then there's a guy named Jonathan Edwards. Radical guy. Huh. Stood up. Stood out for Christ. Lived in the same state. Lived at the same time. Loved the Lord radically. Saw to it that his children loved the Lord radically every single weekend. Of his 926 descendants, 430 became ministers, 86 became university professors, 13 became university presidents, 75 wrote books that impacted people's lives for Christ, 7 were elected to U.S. Congress, and 1 served as the Vice President of the United States, and his family never cost the state a dime. You tell me. Is Jesus amazing? Guys, get radical. Get radical. And let Jesus just do those incredible, amazing things he wants to do in your life. Let's pray. Father, we come to you today and we pray that you would just give us such a willing heart like Jairus that every man in the room today would just be uh, drawn to Christ in the same way to just fall before him this morning at the altar and just say, I need you. I need you in my life. I need you in my house. Jesus, I need you to just be amazing. Father, we just pray that you would just work that miracle. And we know it's not easy. We know it's going to be hard. We know it's putting everything at risk. We know it's totally worth it because nothing compares to you. Father, we put each man before you today. We pray this in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen.